I got I got I got I got I got money, 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 money on my bees, cause I'm gaining all these honeys. I got money, 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 money. Money is the virus, cause these niggas at the buggy. I got money, 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 money. Welcome to the Genuine Content Pod with your hosts, Jay and Josh. Jay, what's good? We're back for another one, man. Man, I'm good, man. You know, this is going to be the third time that we said this, but damn, that intro, <laughs> every time, yeah. every time we hear this, man, I'll be hyped, man. This is our third official uh, video episode. Well, this is going to be, uh, I guess we we, we, have, we have entitled which episode number this is, but as of the recording, it's going to be our third video recording. So this is pretty good. But besides that, man, I'm good. Um, adjusting a little bit more. I feel a lot better now because uh, I've been on my exercise grind. I know I, I told you off air, been doing that insanity again. It's you know almost summertime. I get this stuff, uh, you know, not dad bod, summer bod. So got a guy, got to get the physical and mental health to right before I start running because I remember I told you I haven't ran in a while. And uh, I guess for, for people who don't know, like running season is actually in the fall. So like around September, October, that's when you like if depending where you live, like here in Florida, like you, you get a lot of five K, ten Ks, half marathons. So hopefully right. I will be involved in that again. So I gotta gotta get my body right. So but I'm one of those weirdos who loves working out, kinda like, you know, push my body to the limit. But I mean, besides that, man, what's good with you? Actually, hold up. The segment is it was a good segment. It was really good, man. Uh <clears throat> Had an interesting week, and uh, I mean, you, you talked about how we've uh, we've done a few recordings in a in a short amount of time. Those have been great. Um, work has been a mission and a half, um, but with with challenges comes new opportunities, and opportunities to kind of build your skill set. So I'm kind of in one of those dilemmas where I, I have to problem solve, but I have to develop the skills in order to do so. Uh, but it's going well. Um, it, it did provide a lot of stress early in the week, I will admit. Um, but, you know, nothing wrong with that. Pressure breeds diamonds, right? Um, funny you mentioned workouts. Today was leg day. and The damn. worst. The worst of them all. <laughs> Yo, I'm hurt. <laughs> but uh, you said, like, push yourself to the limits, man. It's, uh, it's Hoochie Daddy season coming soon. And, uh, Boy, I got me three, three new pairs of Hoochie Daddies. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get there, man. But uh, hey, I'm like Donna, because I remember when we went to Vegas last year for your bachelor party. I was the only one rocking the hoochies, man. I felt like I was alone. Oh yeah, yeah, man. I was not. So <laughs> funny. I I actually saw a picture a year ago of, of me, uh, and I was 30 pounds skinnier. Like, and so you imagine like a full year's workout routine, like especially on like core leg days like etc like really emphasizing that like i've blown up i'm not even gonna lie to you man i'm the opposite I, so, I, I gotta cut like five of seven of it but we on there hey but i'm the opposite i mean you remember how big i was in vegas yeah yeah <laughs> no i <laughs> need to hit through your sanities myself but yeah. like I, I i was probably like 180 yeah I, was, I mean i was pushing heavyweight man i was like 180 now I'm like 165, man. I've been changing it up a bit since I know I'm going to start running again. 
I'm doing like I'm doing my best to try to like get as light as possible. Jay, this might be the first time since I've known you that I weigh more than you. That is true because I'm I've always been the heavier one. Like because I for some reason I'm I'm the one who lifts way too like more than both of us. Like I'm the one who's heavy on that. Well, pff, times have changed, my guy. <laughs> times have changed. I'm at a I'm at a nice 168 right now. Bro. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get to at least one between 155, 160. Then I feel like I'll I'll be at a comfortable running weight for my knees. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. My goal is 160. That way I'm a uh, athletic enough to still hoop, but uh, oh, yeah. not get posted on. <laughs> oh no, yeah. I, I'm about to start hooping again soon. Uh, my cousin's boyfriend. He's like, yo, like he was like over here a couple weeks ago, and he's like, randomly talk about playing ball. He's like, hey man, don't you play ball? I was like, yeah. He's like, we out. I said, thank God, man. I need somebody to hoop with for all our listeners if you can hoop it is the best cardio possible like it's a combination of explosiveness power cardio like speed agility it, it you can't beat it you really can't. hey and to take and to take a 180 from what we're talking about is all this health and this goodness i know we talked about this last episode but <sighs> the simply's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it gives you a it gives you an outlet to you know in, enjoy a cold one every now and again you, you got the simply's. Yeah, man. I'm on the the simply spiked kiwi peach. The least, my least favorite out of the four in the pack, which is the kiwi, regular peach, mango, and strawberry. But you know, so it's safe to assume that that pack is empty. There's only kiwis left. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta space them out, man. You gotta at least have a have a dud in the middle. I will say, I, I, I will tell everyone, this is the summer drink. Like, they're not everywhere. Like, you can't get them everywhere. Like, my brother lives in Atlanta, and he has, you, you got to go to, like, a Total Wine or, like, an ABC to get them. You're not, you're not just going to find them everywhere. I think my sister got this at a, at a Total Wine here. I got you. So, uh, I'm, I would imagine most have not seen this one, but this is actually called Long Drink. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a citrusy, I don't want to call it a, like, a seltzer, because I don't think it really fits that mold. Because yeah. it has a ton of flavor. Uh, but it's kind of a vibe. Um, actually, had it at a, a, a festival, a food festival in Gainesville. They were uh, promoting it, and so they they stocked it up in a lot of uh, restaurants, like even your public food. You know, you get them there and whatnot. So it's been cool. Uh, found a pack, and I decided why not. Hey. Yeah. Hey, uh, for you know all the listeners and, and people who work in these companies, simply let your boy know what's good. Or, uh, I mean, I review. long drink trying to uh, get more pub in Gainesville or Miami, hey, etc. Hey, we're here. I will, I will review every Simply. I'm a, I, I just love the Simply brand. Like, I love like the rat, the, the like the raspberry tea, the regular lemonades, the regular lemonades, the <laughs> yeah. raspberry lemonades. I love them. So, I'm a, they you slap. know, they slap, whether it's by themselves or, or in a mixer. And yeah, okay, they're, they're good chase, man. Hey, yo, get the raspberry lemonade with some Henny. That's all I'm gonna say, man. I swear this is not the template. This is not the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we actually have a very loaded topic. Um, it actually uh, lends well to the very start of genuine content, and really what we had focused on was was having the the hard conversations, right, the uncomfortable ones, and doing so in a manner that was civil, right. Um, but many would argue that. Like being too PC 
or or even recently the, the spin of and the argument of being woke has kind of derailed people actually able to have debate argue and, and do so in a productive manner and so we're actually going to have a pc episode and to do so we know that we could not do this alone uh, we have a special guest with us uh, and we will bring her into the poll momentarily. Um, but our, our guest, Andrea, is very, very skilled. Uh, her expertise is in policy. And um, we would like to bring her into the fold to kind of help us with this discussion, especially when it comes to the political spectrum. And we're not politicizing this episode specifically, but that is a space that we can compare to the general public small talk, whether you're in your business office or, or whether you're having these debates amongst family. Um, you know, walking on eggshells can be an interesting thing, right? Yeah, and, and yeah, and Andrea's probably like one of the best people we know, like in our inner circle, to like talk to us, educate us, and educate everyone else. Like, full disclosure, like I've known Andrea since like in high school since I was like 14. Like that's how that's how that think about how crazy that sounds, right? Like I'm 31, right? And I met her in ninth grade. So like and she was once to always speak her mind, like speak her mind. She'll she'll put you in check. Like she'll let you know what's good at all at all times, whether you know right or wrong. So exactly. So I know you I know you met her a little later, but her personality hasn't changed from when I met her to when you met her. She's been oh, the same no, person. I, I just got I just got older, more mature, Andre energy. <laughs> <laughs> it was what it was. We we learned, we grew, man, and uh, so, we had some very good discussions. But, but I mean, let's in. put her in. Welcome. Andrea. Hello, hello. You're just gonna come up here laughing. <laughs> that didn't make me feel old at all. Like I feel super young. Fourteen. Hey, honestly, yeah. Jay put some hairs, like some grays on me. <laughs> I wasn't even planning. I wasn't even planning to say that until like before going. I was like, damn, I've known, I've known you since I was for like fourteen years old. Yeah. Like, wild. Absolutely insane. Yeah. That's it's way. That's way back. That's that's half my life. Add, I don't want to add more. <laughs> later, God, it but, is. Um, <laughs> are we all uh 2013 graduates? Is that is that yeah. kind of the space we're in? Yeah. You know, the spring. Yeah, spring 10. 13. Spring 13. Yeah. Spring oh wow. So 10. we're a decade old. Shout out to us with our uh, 10 year <laughs> graduation anniversary. Oh, actually, yeah. It, 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 it would have been. Vibes. It is 10 it years actually. In, like. A month ago, yeah. Our, <laughs> Graduations were this month. between this phase, yeah. So that's uh, not to add more wrinkles or, or anything like that, y'all. My apologies. No. But, uh, not at all. But Andrea, yeah. you know, definitely introduce, you know, introduce yourself to everyone. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, what do you do? Just, you know, yeah. whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Yeah, for sure. No, I appreciate the intro. Um, my name is Andrea. I go by she, ella uh, pronouns. I'm a Peruvian immigrant, and that's a big part of my identity, which is also a big reason why I always find the need um, to speak up on, on a lot of things, because I was raised in a household where that was something that we did all the time. Um, a lot of the work that I've focused on has been in public policy. I've done uh, work in advocacy and spaces for um, the ACLU and also the State Department. I've worked in, in different facets of handling different issues. I've done voter registration stuff. So spaces that need people to kind of have a tougher skin and like have uncomfortable conversations. Uh, right now I work in a space that is 
about gun safety and um, you know gun violence prevention, which is also you know a heavy topic and something that you know gives me the opportunity to start those uncomfortable conversations. But yeah, like Jay said, like it's been something that I've always prided myself with. I I talk very um, frankly about a lot of things that affect me and affect other people, and sometimes it's not necessarily about convincing people. It's just about creating a space where people feel like they can voice their opinions. Because I think the worst thing is that when you feel very strongly about something and you just don't feel like you have the space to voice exactly how you feel because you don't have to agree with everybody and that's okay and I feel like sometimes you know um you know younger generations I'll say don't feel um all the time like they have certain spaces and then sometimes are the extreme of like saying whatever comes across their mind um so yeah it's that's kind of the my, a little bit of my backstory I'm really excited to do this uh podcast with you all because I feel like it's a topic that like you said started the genuine content uh, podcast so I'm excited to, to see what what comes of this appreciate that and actually it's funny because like me and Josh we know like ahead of time like we know three, like our next three episodes, we're already aware of this. And we actually didn't even have this episode in mind. And yours, you're the one, you're the one who threw the idea out all because of what happened with uh, episode three. Yeah. Episode three was uh, the whole JK Rowling thing. And I remember we were getting, me and Josh were getting feedback of that we were too PC, whether we talked about that in the podcast or whether we talk, spoke about that in the IG live. But then you messaged Josh and said, you know, you would love to speak about this. So, like, and, you know, I, I do appreciate that. And I feel like even after that, we always bring up some type of PC talk and whatever we spoke about, whether it's talk about we had the episode about mental health or we had the month madness about women's history, Hispanic heritage month, mm-hmm. like uh, African-American uh, history and even a episode that's not released yet, but it's about representation. That was more you know, PC and woke culture related. So all of it, it's funny. Like, I felt like our theme with genuine content, it, it kind of surrounds itself one way or another. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, it was so on brand with, with this, um, this podcast that it, we could not have fathomed a better episode. And it really spoke to, really what we want to have is is feedback from our listeners and and topics that our listeners kind of bring up for discussion and things that we can talk about in deeper context and so for anyone who is listening or or would like to please follow us on instagram at genuine underscore content content spelled with a k we're also on facebook genuine content podcast you can find us on apple Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you find your podcast, you can find genuine content. Um, And you can always on our social media platforms, share your thoughts, opinions, feedback on any of our episodes, any particular takes you have, please do so. And and like today, um, whenever you view it, whenever you listen, what have you, you can you may have your own episode just like this uh, we love to uplift the people that listen to us and, and have takes and have opinions and this is really what it's all about so oh yeah definitely because it's not a podcast for us it's a podcast for everyone like this is just this is like the family right like if, if someone has something to say let's go 
Yeah. Right? Like that's the best way to say it. Like, and I know we have a, a very engaging audience. The, the IG DMs it'd it be flooded when the when the episodes release. Yeah, I sometimes I forget that I have a nine to five, and I'm like, wait a second, I like I can't, I can't respond to this right now. But uh, I, I I have it in pocket, and uh, I have a space to uh, to consider it and, and think things through a little bit. But um, Andrea, so let, why don't we get to it? Yeah, let's uh, do it. And so. Obviously, you know, we had, we had wanted to kind of generate a conversation about political correctness, but I think it's very useful to get an idea of what is that even, what does that term even mean within your world, especially when it comes to policy, because that's really where it originated from, right? So yeah. what does that look like in your space, in your field, and, and does that term or does that definition really even translate to like the general day-to-day vibe like after work at your Publix or or what have you yeah no I that that's a fair very fair question I think for me and I'll put this disclaimer out there although in my personal life I may not have political correctness for a very long time in my professional life I did um so now in this space I don't um I think after 2020 and after everything that happened with the pandemic I'm like why am I keeping my thoughts to myself um, in, in kind of environments that can move things forward? So for me, political correctness is basically not not necessarily feeling afraid, but just feeling like you can't really say exactly what you're thinking because of the response that others are going to give you and how they're going to look at you differently. I'll put an example. In my previous life, I worked in hospitality. My sister is very active with um, Dream Defenders, which is an advocacy organization, um, does a lot of work in the community. She used to go to a lot of protests. Um, I supported everything she did. Um, but when people would see my sister on the news at night, they would be like, oh, you're the sister of the protester. You're the sister of the one that shut down the highway. You know, you would get those kind of comments. So I would never say anything back. So I would be politically correct, right? I'd be like, oh, okay. Like I wouldn't ever engage in conversation about politics. I wouldn't ever engage in anything that had to ruffle any feathers. Um, so that's really what it is. Political correctness for me is like not ruffling any feathers, making sure that, you know, you stand behind the line of like respecting everybody and not like overstepping your your limits but now I'm in a space where you know having opinions is something that people are like wow that's great you know people are encouraging that people are encouraging those conversations so for me it's like I've it's been two different phases of my life and I know what it is to have to be politically correct all the time not for it not for me anymore um so now i appreciate not having to be as politically correct i'm sure that and there's some spaces that you know people will feel like there's no option but to be politically correct but that's that's really what the definition is for me wow yeah i've left you pensive oh no (laughs) no 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 not not pensive but um definitely definitely hmm Jay, I'm curious what your thoughts are because I feel like because of I feel like because of our respective fields that this definition is going to differ. And so that's what made me very, very curious. Is Jay, like what's your take on on what political correctness means to you? Yeah, okay. I it definitely changed, not because of like the where I work in like in my field, but I think ever since doing the podcast. And um i've listened to a bunch of podcasts and 
you know, a lot of them have the luxury of just saying whatever they want and don't, they don't really care about the repercussions because they have a strong following. Then, like, a lot of them, for example, they came from sports shows or they, they came from a video game um, website or whatever. Like, again, video games and sports are, like, the two main podcasts I listen to. So but if you're in these in these spaces... You already have a certain following without doing a podcast. So imagine if you do a podcast for your respective employer, and then what if you leave that employer? You just take those, you know, the audience with you, and they'll follow you wherever you go because they're not listening to like, oh, I don't care what ESPN is saying. I care what Josh is saying, you know, because I respect his opinion. So if he goes to Fox or he just does his own podcast, I'm going to do that. So with a lot of them, they say whatever they want to because – they know I have like whatever hundreds of thousands of, of listeners, so they're not starting from the ground up. So for me, for us, it's like we're starting from literally the ground up, you know, you know, creating our own podcast, creating our own brand, and being politi- politically correct, being PC is like how I think of it is like saying like saying things without like kind of hurting someone's feelings, like with withholding some truths to appease others somewhat mm. <clears throat> and, okay. then, and, and then in my field like i work in the hospital slash mental health field like i don't think i have to be pc or anything like that because when i when i i work with like either my clients or i work with administrators like i like i work in the administrative section of like the mental health so like for me it's like a lot of them come to me and such and i i'm one i'll tell you how it is i don't really care like if you're not doing a good job, I'm I'm, I'm not gonna sugarcoat. It. I'm like, yo, like the numbers aren't where I want them to be. Like you, like you got a boss to look up to. I got a boss to look up to. We gotta hit these numbers, or like, you know, these these are the bench benchmarks that I'm expecting you. Boy, why you ain't hitting them? Like, and it's funny because in the position I'm at now, I'm the new person. So they thought, for example, like, oh, you kind of push me over. It's like, no, you you got the wrong one. I'm the stern one. Like they hired the right one. <laughs> <laughs> so when i came in and dropped the hammer it's like oh i don't really care i'm not really here to make friends or anything like that i'm here to do a job so like me being pc at work is like not is non-existent because i don't care i'm i'm respectful i'll say everything respectful but like i'm gonna tell you how it is but here in the podcast like for example we did a couple episodes that are kind of iffy it's like do i hold back because i don't know who's listening and I don't want to offend that person that I'm canceled. And that's the other thing. Like, if you're not PC, you're canceled. Like, it's like one or the other. It's like two extremes. Okay. I um, I have a different opinion on it. And for me, politically correctness really stemmed from, <clears throat> I kind of think of it as like adjacent to code switching, right? You know your audience, you respond to your audience. And I don't necessarily think it's a way to avoid hurting people in the sense of if you can get your point across without doing so, then why wouldn't you? Um, I do get that there's probably a little bit too far of political correctness where you don't even really say anything. And it, it really goes nowhere. And so what are you really doing to move a conversation forward to even really speak your point or or even when it comes to i guess debate or when it comes to conversation like really even share like a different side of something right um 
and and this is probably just from viewing a lot of content like just in traditional media where there's just a lot of nonsensical kind of cyclical conversations whether it's in press conferences that's really where i find pc the most it's like press conferences whether it's in any media site or or even sports related right like jay like how many coaches do we do we see like with traditional coach jargon like oh you know like we gave it our best effort we're here to win when in reality like they play the crap right like the numbers back it up but you're not going to say that because like that implicates your staff that implicates your players that implicates a lot of people that to be honest you put food on their tables and so it's being mindful of that to an extent but at the same time there's a way to do it without i guess the term is ruffling feathers right we're generating controversy because in today's world sound bites really slap <laughs> like well, you one second and, and it just goes yeah it just goes awol right yeah but the, i mean we're not more mindful but the, i mean but the problem is like you like you said you know if if you could say something ruffling someone's feathers why don't you well what if you do and you're you're still like you know it's like no 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 you're still wrong or like you still hurt my feelings you still are offensive like it's there's no winning i think the 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 most important thing about like the political correctness thing is like yeah you can potentially not ruffle someone's feathers by saying it a different way right but then how do you feel like you were more worried about how you were saying something and how somebody else was feeling and then now you feel like did i actually get my message across the way that i wanted to get my message across or did i do it to be like cognizant of their feelings there's i get that there's a need to not have you know feathers ruffled but there's also a need to like take care of yourself in the sense of like i'm not going to keep anything like to myself that's going to i'm going to think about it like three weeks down the line i'm like i could have said it just like this and i would have felt better it would have felt more me but you said it this way because you were thinking of them i'm not saying be rude at every instance at every opportunity but there's some times that you have to really be like you got to think about yourself first and, and maybe that's a little selfish, but if we always are thinking about like how the other person is going to interpret it, we end up internalizing a lot of that. And then we're like, wait, what is my truth? Because I said this to one person, but I'm being, you know, more honest here. Like you, th- that's a tough act to, you know, to continue mm. to balance your whole life. Cause the code switching thing, that's what triggered it for me. Cause code switching is, has been a very big thing for me. So I get that part of it. Oh, I coach. I will say that straight up. Oh, yeah. Whether that's been a part of my career for a long time. Whether it's PC or whether it's language, right? Like exactly. Yeah, there's things simple vernacular, right? Yeah. You can't say things from Florida. People don't understand the words that are we're saying half the time. It's so bad. But so, so Andrea, I know you're one. You know, you're one of actually our are strong you know part of our strong audience and such and you've heard most of our if not all of our episodes uh like what do you think like like how do we toe the line between like being pc or like when we had those like we had a couple of those difficult conversations like 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 for example like something like the episode about jk rowling i'm not speak for josh too much but for me a lot of people felt like i held back that was being too pc Cause it's like, oh, like, oh, I know you. Like, you wouldn't, That's you wouldn't say that, right? Like, like, you could have went more in, like. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I mean, what do you think about like even like from that episode and just like how we've been handling this overall 
at, at, I, for the podcast. I mean, overall on the podcast, I think it's a good balance between both of you of like being able to to say things just before, you know, really pushing the line over. I will say we talked about this a little bit before, but um, that JK Rowling episode was a little spicy. Um, not as not as spicy as I would have thought that you would have gone because yes, hearing that episode, I was like, Jay could have gone harder, like a hundred percent. I I mean, I know him. He was holding back some. You know what I mean? There was there was some part of you that was holding back for whatever reason. You were like, probably not a good idea to do it. Also, it was like the third episode, so let's you know take that into consideration. You're starting a new project. You're trying to get you know momentum off of this, and you're trying to create a space that invites people, not deters people. Um, so I think that what you all are doing overall is in inviting people to the conversation. I'm a perfect example of that because I would have never, you know, done this. You all had the, the live, like right after that episode. And I'm like political correctness. I like, you know, put it out there to, to be able to have a conversation. And I think if you're getting people in those DMS that are willing and wanting to have the conversation, then for me, that's a good job for me. You're doing what you set out to do. Um, so overall, I don't think the the political correctness, even though it is apparent in some instances, not all. Um, I think you all are doing it doing it the right way and like being as honest as you as you feel that you can be. Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate the honesty. I know, like yeah. thinking thinking back on it, like I think for sure, like I held back. Not not like I held back obviously because of like the nature of the of the topic. It's it's very yeah. it's, it's very deep. Yeah. But, but like, as I said in episode two, almost what I'm fearful of is the weaponization of cancel culture. So it was like, I've seen like, like, it's, it's funny, right? When you see a, like these Karens, right? They do one thing. And of course, like, they, you know, they do some, some foul stuff. Mm-hmm. But once one person finds out who she is, yeah, you know, they're gonna, they'll find out your social and do it. <laughs> your job is gone your family there's people you're, outside your house you're, like, you're gonna get, you're gonna get fired you like you're gonna lose everything and it's like I, I'm, I'm never gonna justify what they're doing or not but it's like i'm just using it as an example like that could be that could be any of us you know we could say we could say one thing and it's just like okay you know he's josh but then we're gonna find out his full name his full government name and then we're gonna google it somehow find out where he where he's from and then it's you know the internet's crazy so I was like, I held back knowing that I'm I'm a little fearful of cancel culture, yeah. but at the same time I'm up to lose. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that's what that's page, right? yeah. Like you have stuff to lose. Exactly. So, so while, while I would love to be completely honest in that episode, and I felt like with IG Live, I was a little bit more more no, myself on that. It's just yeah. it's it's scary when when uh again this is. This is something completely different from what me and Josh are doing. Like we don't do this in our day to day lives. This is this is like a hobby that we eventually want to expand more. So we're not used to being in front of a camera. God knows who's listened to us now, seeing us. This is completely different. I don't want you know. It's like I don't I don't, I don't want to jeopardize anything yet. Yeah. You know, maybe when I get a, a strong following, it's like well, either listen to me or don't. But I don't have the luxury yet. No, that's fair. I think 
you're always going to have that in mind. And like with your life changes as well, like there's a lot that goes on, you know, you're a dad now. So your mind is obviously, you know, it's an, it's in another space that you're going to be constantly thinking about. Like, I don't want people to find out my whole life. If I say one thing that's not, you know, to everybody's liking, I don't want everybody to come to attack me. Like I got bigger things to worry about than, you know, some happy Twitter hands, you know, going and finding some, some information. So that's definitely fair. And I think, um, I mean, we always preface these conversations by saying that we want civil conversations, civil debates. If you disagree, that's that's cool. We definitely want to hear it in a civil manner, right? Yeah. Like, we're not coming for anybody, whether intentionally or unintentionally, but sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. Exactly. Like, I, th- like, I know the whole point with me and Josh is we want guests who actually think different than us. Like yeah. we want that, like we, like you know, to have that genuine talk, to have that. Okay, well, you know, you have your view, I have my view. We can debate it out, and then all right, it's over. We're cool. Not a, not a big deal. And yeah, and that's in a, in a perfect world, at least. No, but but that's the thing. I don't think it needs to be in a perfect world, right? Because I think when people come into difficult conversations, they have this assumption that I'm like, I'm gonna change this person's mind, and I'm gonna end up being right, and I'm gonna win. You cannot, in this world, go into every conversation thinking that that's going to be the way that it ends up. It's not. It's not real. That's just not how things work. You have to be okay with, like, stepping into a conversation with someone that you completely disagree with and leaving the same freaking way. Like, you cannot think you're going to change someone's mind. The reason that they feel so strongly about that is because of their experiences, because of their values that don't necessarily have to align with yours. But to be able to have the conversation and be like, cool, we're not going to, like be best friends or we're not even going to like change each other's minds and it's going to be fine. Like you can debate, you can have an, like, Oh, even, even like a little intense debate. Like I'm not saying go to blows. Violence is not the answer, but I'm saying like having a civil debate, like, you know, you're, you're talking about on, on the podcast all the time. I think that's important. I'm like, if you don't have that, then you have echo chambers Then you have people that believe the same thing and are constantly telling you that your perception is right and you don't expand your mind and, and continuing to have, I have had plenty of conversations where I've gone in and been like, I'm going to stay true to everything that I felt. And then I'm like, you know what, actually this person is making sense. Like, I didn't think of it like mm-hmm. that. I didn't think of it in this, you know, opportunity. And there's nothing wrong with that either. There's nothing wrong with changing your mind. You know, Andre actually segued this perfectly, right? I was just thinking that. <laughs> like, I was like, damn, she, I mean, she, she, beat, me, she, she, she beat me to it. So, we I mean, here. so, I mean, the, the main question exists, right? Like, has being PC ruined debate or ruined forward thinking? And Andre, and I, I, you know, I want to hear this from you because I know you was in the debate club and stuff. So I, again, oh my I, know, God. I know you love debate. Oh, oh, you know, I, hey, uh, hey, I tell people, I, hey, I tell people all the time, like it's, people think it's a joke. I, I literally got the like the memory of an elephant. Like I remember things. You really I, do because it's been over sixteen years. Um, what is that? Is that yearbook wild. swag? Like, oh, Andre, I got to see this photo. Jay, you got the yearbook. Oh, I was. I was oh no, we didn't do yearbooks. We didn't do yearbooks. <laughs> but I was. No, I have to show you a high school picture. I was cute. I had the same hair. I was literally the same person. Um, but yeah, I was debate president. I enjoy debating people. I don't know if you can tell by my uh, constant talking. Um, but, but I do think that political correctness has ruined debate because like how I mentioned before, there's not really, you go in with these assumptions that you're going to be able to change someone's mind. And I don't think that's, I don't think that's the main purpose of debate. 
Debating is like to be able to make sure that you are backing your opinion as much and as honestly as you think that it is, right? That you're voicing your opinion as true and as honest as possible with the facts that you've been given. Because I also think that like when you debate people, there's a lot that comes in in terms of emotion, and those are two different things. Like when people put in emotions into conversations, like anything that you debate and you bring in an emotional perspective, it's automatically going to be skewed, right? Because you're feeling it and it's not simply based on facts. If you're going into it based on facts, that's a completely different conversation. You have like legitimate resources and legitimate backing to understand like why you feel this way. Um, but being politically correct, you're making assumptions about the other person, even, and I'll, and I'll put this out there. I, um, for the longest time, I was registered as an independent. And because Florida primaries are, you have to be a specific party, a registered Democrat. Um, and when I was doing voter registration stuff, you're not supposed to talk about party stuff. And that was like one of the biggest questions we would always get like, oh, are you signing Democrats only? Are you? And it's like, it's not about that. It's like your right to be able to vote. And it was automatically like coming in with the assumption that I'm here to like, pro like be propaganda machine for everything that is Democrat, like all the Democratic Party issues. And that's not what it is. It's just having a conversation of like, hey, wanted you to vote, wanted you to register to vote. And that was what it is. Um, so yeah, being PC has a hundred percent ruined debate. I don't know how debate clubs even work now. I don't even know how that, how that's a thing. Um, I hope that schools continue to have that. Cause I think that that's a really good skill to have in life, to be able to talk to different people, um, with different perceptions. Um, but yeah, hundred percent think that PC is ruined debate. Unfortunately. Andre, I feel like you answered this question and segue into the next one <laughs> but uh oh, let's, let's table that one for a little bit uh, yeah. yeah so what do you all have to say what's your thoughts on on pc has it ruined debate i mean i mean for me like definitely hell yeah it did like whether i'm not gonna go like like andre one like this like school debating like just just think about like your typical political like like you know you have these elections right you're listening to the presidential election or government like senate it doesn't matter right but they always have these debates you know you want to hear both sides and then you hear them and of course they're they're just saying whatever bull comes out of them because i you know i feel like more, most of the time for me like 80 percent of the time i don't believe a politician just like at all so like you know of course what they're saying is you know pc because they, they're gonna say whatever they can to just skew the vote but then you go to somewhere like like you got Fox, right? That's a primarily Democratic uh, station, and then the way I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, Republican. That's what I meant. I, 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 in my mind, I'm, I already know what I'm gonna say. So yeah, but then, <laughs> but then, but but then you but you got them going like hard, like you know, for, for like eight years they were just killing Obama for like every little thing, right? But then once Trump comes in, it's like, you know, you know, we're, we're going like. Everything, everything he does is right. Even, even like when things were coming out and it's wrong, and then you have like every now and then they will have like these special guests. Like I remember one, like didn't they bring like rappers and such, like trying to get people to like see, like oh no, like you know other your your rappers uh, as a Republican or anything like that. And when they're trying to talk to them or debate them, they're only they're only you know trying to get to say what they want to say, right? It's all propaganda at the end of the day, and it's not it's not even a debate. Is you're gonna just debate someone to either benefit you you know either make yourself look good or to trash your opponent so like i'm just thinking of like when i'm thinking of debate i'm just thinking politically and it's just it's just a joke and then like if i just have an opinion 
like if we go on IG live, right? And then we have an opinion. I have an opinion on something on an episode that we spoke about. And one of the audience just disagrees yeah, disagrees with me. And then we're going back and forth. And it's like, do I got to hold my tongue because I don't want to offend the person? Like, I don't know. I can say anything, right? I can say anything in the world. And there's a negative connotation to it. Yeah. So it was like, and then like, we like, we make fun of it. Like, or, or like, I'm confused of it. Like, for example, like with gender and such, it's like, like, I think what, what, I, what I told you, Josh, like I'm a cisgender, heterosexual, like, like it's like so much labeling to me, right? So if so I, is that, so I'll, if, you don't mind me, I'll chime in, right? So yeah, I actually filled out a questionnaire. Yo, there you go. I'm going to bring right? that up. <laughs> and I have never seen these many options when it came to gender that I could not even find my own at male. Like I couldn't find it. It took forever to find it because it was sandwiched just, I mean, just amongst a lot of different other options. I just never seen that before. And that was very interesting. I'm not going to say it was, I mean, whatever, but it's different. Yeah. No, it's different from how honestly, the three of us I, I was wrong in what I even selected. Like I didn't select enough stuff. Like I was like, wait, yeah. I selected so, male, but then I didn't select, like, <laughs> so the, I didn't so select like, non-transgender male. Like I, everything else and i was like wait let me go back yeah and then for me so like imagine if i'm debating someone and i was like oh you know if i say as a hispanic male and it's like whoa 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 no you're not you're a uh, a latinx cisgender heterosexual i'm like how? like you know i'm saying something about me and then you got offended because something i said not to you but to me so then it's like where does it end yeah because like like to me like the whole Latinx thing is still relatively new. Like growing up, it's like I was Hispanic, get it? And Latinx was I felt like a thing that happened either when we graduated college, way after we graduated, right? Right? Like I don't remember that because like it wasn't a thing. So it's like when I when I hear Latinx, I'm like I don't even know what the hell that is, right? Like like what am I missing? And then so then you know if I say that, it's like okay now. I, I'm just having a general conversation. Me just saying Latin, Hispanic, and it's like, I offended that person who may be Hispanic, even though I was talking about me, not them. So yeah. it's like, it, it just never ends where, like, with PC. Yeah. So any little thing can, can be, di- like, digested and, like, broken apart. So it's like, no, no, you see, you're wrong because just this. And it's like, the nature of my debate or the nature of my conversation is just being scrutinized because I probably said one thing that was in PC. And it just... It, it kind and of ruins that was it. true to you, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, like that's how you identify. You don't have to identify Latinx to fit, you know, the mold of whatever they want. That's but that, but that's what like, but that's like, you know, if you if you if you're gonna debate someone with Gen Z, good luck, as uh, like as a millennial. <laughs> yeah, I know. I deal with that on a daily. <laughs> so, so like, and it, and it's okay, I don't I don't want to keep going because it, it segues into our next our next topic. But I, so I'll let you go, Josh. Okay, so the question is obviously, has PC ruined debate? I, I actually think the answer is no. I don't think PC in and of itself ruined debate. I just think people can't debate. <laughs> like, point <laughs> point so they're I not really, whole debate driving, Yeah, yeah I, I really just don't think people base their debates on logic and reason. And right. you're I guess right. we're going to segue into this later, right? But, but, but you're right, Josh. Debate's a skill. It's not something that we can do. Like, you have to learn to debate. Yeah. So I think when you have a world of so much stimulus and content, right? Like 
social media is probably the worst place to debate because keyboard warriors are just going to spew their, their Twitter fingers, notions, right? Like, Mill. Where is that going to go? So I, in, in a lot of those spaces, it's not even worthwhile to debate in the first place. But I, I think that we've just seen a lot of commercialized debating, to your point, Jay, that really, what are people who are allegedly, I'm just going to say allegedly, leaders of this country really talking about in these debates? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Or they're doing it to pander to, I, honestly, I can't even tell you sometimes. It doesn't make sense. You know, <laughs> so. and, and, and to, to kind of separate it a bit, because I don't want to get like too political and such, but like, like if you if you listen to radio interviews like the Breakfast Club and such, you know they always bring different artists or political figures or uh, actors and such. And let's just say they bring a rapper who's from Florida, and they're you know talking about the the music scene, like oh like why, why is Florida not like a, um, not representing more music? I'm just throwing a topic out there, right? And then maybe the Florida rapper like maybe Rick Ross or like Trick Daddy, you know someone says something and is like you have the radio host no you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong it's like well damn i'm telling you what i think about whatever you ask me and you don't tell me i'm wrong and i feel like if you listen to a lot of these interviews these interviews are trying to be debatish a bit but you can have a debate if it's you're wrong and you're wrong because blah 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 someone that's not even yeah. happy debate. Yeah. that's like full-on attacking someone just based on like how they feel about something and that's not that's not it i mean so yeah that, that just goes to like what you said josh like people just don't know how to debate it's just okay i understand what you're saying now instead of saying you're wrong but you know hey i think this this and this and hey, don't don't just attack me don't just just yeah, don't say that so I'll, I'll take it a step further right i i think a lot of people debate on lived experience and assume their lived experience is everybody's lived experience. Amen. And that's ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Like, there is no way that you have the entire history of the world in your back pocket. Yep. You've been around for how many years? It doesn't really matter if you're a baby boomer, you're Gen Z. It, it does not matter. You can't have the same lived experience as somebody else. And so if you debate on that alone, you're, you've both lost. Because you're both wrong, <laughs> like in yeah, that sense. 100%. If you're going off of that, you you're both wrong. <laughs> and then uh, before we segue, it's funny. This like literally just happened, right? Like talking about PC, and I think this is very much what PC is. Like, uh, um, this is something very nerdy, but like, again, I like I like video games. So they just announced a new Mortal Kombat game, right? And I'm in a group chat with a lot of people who play video games, and in it. The whole thing is, is fatalities, right? You kill them in the end, and it's always finish him. So even if it's a female fighter that you're killing, right? So then <laughs> I, I, I'm looking at the chat, and it says, what if the announcer says, finish they slash them? Because you're being PC. <laughs> Perfect timing, right? Like, <laughs> that's like, I shouldn't be laughing as hard as I am to that, but that's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> but think about it. But the thing about it, if you're like a developer, you're an artist, and you you create this art, and this is like a legacy with Mortal Kombat, and now you now you're changing something because it's like you got to be PC about it. But that's the thing. You shouldn't have to be. No, but I'm just saying. I, 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 I agree with you. I'm just. I think it's funny because we're that's recording, hilarious. and literally that happened. Like right now, it just happened. Like breaking. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was appropriate, at least. That's hilarious. Hey, that's beyond appropriate. That could not have been at a better time. 
we could debate the CGI on, on Mortal Kombat 1 and 2, like the movies. Yeah. <laughs> we could debate that stuff. My goodness. I I look back on a... I watched one of those movies like a year ago. Oh and I, I lasted 10 minutes. <laughs> no, man, you're the movie buff. no, yeah. Watch 90s movies. It's, it's, it's so bad. It's hilarious. It's all nostalgia, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Oof. You just watch it for the vibes. For the vibes. I mean, I I think we all three of us have had some interesting takes on this topic, right? PC and its role in in debate. And I think we've all kind of alluded to this next segment, right? Like, are we as a society just too sensitive or, or is it the flip side where people are just too easily offended by what's going on like what's everybody's thoughts and, and i'll start with jay uh, on this one and uh andrea if you don't mind we'll uh leave your thoughts to the final i, I knew you're gonna do that yeah, so i can just segue into the next one <laughs> oh jay if, if you don't mind uh can we can we get a little view switch oh oh no there we go oh <laughs> Oh, CNN. All right, top now we're getting into now. it. Excuse me. All right. I guess before I go, let me take a quick swig because I think this might get spicy. And also, everyone, if you haven't, follow us on Instagram, all of our platforms, genuine underscore content. Okay. Like, subscribe, leave a review, talk to us about these takes. We're going to have some more. We definitely want to hear your thoughts on this one. But Jay, you've got the floor. So, are people too sensitive? Hell yeah! What the, like? Oh my god, man! <laughs> so, oh Very my god! <laughs> like I'm not like I'm not like right winged in any way. I'm like super liberal, but like and you know the term snowflakes is so right wing. But damn, I don't we live in a snowflake type of world these like this day, man? Like it, it, it is what it is. At least to me, like you can't say anything without like someone having an issue with it. Like everything, like again, I just use an example of like if I, if I just you know label myself as a Hispanic male, that's how I identify. You're gonna get mad at me because of something I said, not because and nothing with you, just me or I don't know. Like oh, for example, um, like okay, with the J.K. Rowling thing, like whether you agree with her or not, like I love Harry Potter. Plus, I love video games, so. It was a dream of mine to play a Harry Potter game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, F you for playing that. You're such a terrible person. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you're not an ally. You're not this and not that. And it's like, I can support you and just, like, not totally agree with you. Like, just because I don't agree with you doesn't mean anything. And that's what people become super sensitive. Yeah. Like, any little thing. Like, I, I can say, like, I, like as a joke, you're wrong. How dare you? Don't blah, 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 blah. And it's like... Okay, that was a joke, buddy, but, uh, you know, okay, like, <laughs> but, like, but, like, it, it really comes down to, like, generations, where you have Gen Z, which, they might get, they might get sensitive for me saying that I feel like they're sensitive, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, right, there's no other way of saying you it. Might get tried for that, yeah. <laughs> but, then, but like, I mean, again, that's how I feel. Like, it's obviously every generation grows up different. So, like, I feel like with millennials, I'm not trying to like be biased or anything. Like, we kind of grew up 
way different. Like with millennials, we're kind of in the middle ground, right? Like we not in the technological world. Like we was in the birth of technology, but then we were still we still didn't have it like as bad like with typewriters and such. Like we grew up where we had where we had these fa- that's pretty like, bad. Bro. We, we, had dial-up. we had dial-up. <laughs> You have to wait for him once to get off the phone. Okay? Like, I mean, I mean, I mean, just this, just think about the world where every like, where you can do an essay on your phone, right? Like, I remember me growing up, I didn't have a computer until I was like in ninth grade. Same. So, like, imagine I had to go to other people's houses to like type up work or go to the library. Like, I did. Like, I felt like you know whether we, millennials had a little bit rough and like that kind of made us thicker skin a little bit. But then when you hear like. Gen Z, and I feel like they're very much entitled. And it's like me saying that is like I'm ruffling feathers, and it's like no, like you guys don't know, like you really don't know, like where you have a like you have millennials who underwent how many recessions already? How many, like we have nine eleven, right? Yeah, you have nine eleven, right? Then you had the recession, then you had COVID, and then. Like just I, I I just top of my head like there's more to it right the the war in Iraq and like all the bull that 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 came from that and now that we got the aftermath from the war of Iraq last year right it was last year where where we found it was basically for nothing Afghanistan yeah yeah that, yeah basically for nothing so it's like we hit a lot of these these things in our life that generations probably experienced one of those and we experienced so much. So trying to talk to a millennial, I mean, a, a Gen Zer about this or just about anything, like, the, of course, their perspective is different. But again, I feel like they're very much entitled. And we live in a world where, you know, you get a ribbon for being last place for participation, right? Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> right. participation. We, we went to participation. Oh, yeah. I, I cannot. That's why we that went the there. So, Shout out to my local YMCA. No, <laughs> no, no, you cannot get participation. So, no. so like, oh, so like stuff, stuff like that is like, and all that kind of relates to even like being PC because like any little thing can trigger you. Anything can trigger you now being PC. Like anything could just be offensive to you. And honestly, th- that to me is a very much a generational thing. Mm-hmm. So the floor is yours, Josh. I know, I know, I kind of spice it up a bit. Yeah, <laughs> nothing but facts in my opinion. But okay, that's a little tough one to follow up on. But are are people too sensitive? Um, no, I don't think people are too sensitive. I think that people are self aware of a lot of like microaggressions that might come on the floor and will easily just chime in on it. Now, I think people are more self-aware. Um, I do think people are more easily offended, yes, or at least willing to speak on it as opposed to just kind of keep it in back pocket. Um, but you mentioned that generational thing, Jay, and uh, I, I mean, you could easily see like baby boomers who went through World War II saying like we've got nothing on them right <laughs> like that's just a generational thing because like i mean we're gonna say that about gen z we're gonna say that about the next group so on no but at least with the baby with, with the boomers i i couldn't even imagine living during that time period like but i can acknowledge that i can be like yo like you guys do have it rough you do have it yeah. rough Jay, but, there is no teenager right now that could live with dial-up. Like, period. <laughs> like, like they would, they would be like fumbled because like, you don't know. Like, hey, guys, no, like, coming soon. 
Like where all your hands. No, are, like, no, like, no. But, look, okay, but yeah, you, you have the dial up, but you have people who are just like almost allergic to the sun now because you have the internet and stuff going outside. Well, you have the COVID factor too. Like that's a very pre-COVID. Yeah. We talk about pre-COVID. We talk about. Regardless, you could go to a park in I COVID. I that too. Yeah. 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 Hey man. Hey look. Hey, 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 don't tell me the COVID factor because down here in Miami, man, everybody was at the club, and you know, you wouldn't think COVID was a yeah, thing, dog. Out of there. No way. No. Way. No. The, see, there, there was that two-week window when everybody thought it was cool, and then everybody just got their stuff. Out. You know that part, like halfway, like into June, July, like everybody was like, "Oh yeah, you know that weekend, that period's over. We can just yeah. kind of do our own thing." And then the second peak hit, yeah, but that was absolutely ridiculous. But like you're saying, Josh, like, like yeah, the dial-up is rough, but like we didn't have just dial-up. Like we had broadband, right? And while that's not fast, like three G. Think about it, three G wasn't as fast, right? But you, you, all you needed to do was certain things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was making a, I was making a minor point. Yeah. <laughs> it's not to the extent of World War II. Please don't think of it that way. But not to say it was actually yeah. the other way. It was actually kind of being more ironic. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, they couldn't exist with dial-up and like nuclear bombs were being blown off. No, the forties. Anyway, um, I like I said, I think people now are more self-conscious, more self-aware about things that, to your point. Are, are triggering but just never went said or never went touched on uh in the past and i'll actually give one example um i went to a very private christian school my entire life from first to 12th grade and i remember in seventh grade i was asked the question mind you i'm the only black kid in this class and this is bible class okay. so <clears throat> I was asked this question in front of the entire group. Oh, no. Have you ever experienced an act of racism? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, my God. If I say yes, what's going to happen? And how old are you? 12. <laughs> you. Hard pass. Welcome 12. to class. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm calling it a 12. day. I'm good. There's so, no way having that conversation. I keep it copacetic. I say no, but obviously I just lied. That's PC, yeah. right? That that's PC. That's yeah. as PC as you get. But yeah. that is about as protective as you get as a twelve-year-old. I might to this day. I maintain I said the right thing, even though it was a lie, absolute lie. Because what am I going to defend myself against in that circumstance? I mean, at the time, you like you know the world you was living in during that time, right? It's not today. It's just uh, exactly right. Yeah. And so now with more accountability, there is actually more of a world where people can say, yes, like that comment was ridiculous or that was a microaggression and people are more aware of these things too. So I would say yes, easily to the more easily offended thing. But I don't think that's related to sensitivity. I think that's related to knowledge in a lot of ways. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that the sensitivity and the offended part are like two different things. For me, um, I don't necessarily think that people um, people are too sensitive, but I'll, I'll put that in there that although I, I talk a lot of smack about the youth and their and their participation trophies and all that stuff, they've also had to deal with like a lot of things that we didn't have to, that our generation didn't have to, for example, this is just because this is the space that I'm 
currently in, um, school shootings. Um, that's an area that I have conversations with students all the time. And they sometimes I'm like, I could have never been a middle school or high school student and constantly thinking about those things. Right. So I think that there are reasons for them to be sensitive. However, I think people overall, um, are easily offended because it's much easier. Like they find it much easier to go to the extremes than to meet in the middle. So any little thing can offend you. Any, and then that's, I think, the problem, really, because you can you can try to be a middle ground person, but then you find something that, like, sets you off, and then you're offended, and then you're, like, completely left field or completely right field, right? So I think it's, it, they're not, I don't think sensitivity and being offended are necessarily connected. Um, I think the younger generation, in some aspects, has had a lot of instances where it leads to them to be more sensitive. Um, I personally will say millennials have been through a lot, like Jay mentioned. I completely agree with that, that it is a generational thing. I personally don't consider myself um, to be sensitive. I will say I'm emotional. I'm not sensitive when people, you know, say anything to me, but like, watch me, let me see a dog commercial and I'm just like tearing up. And that sense, yes, I'm emotional. Comedy Central. The, the freaking, the little, the little puppies. I mean, I can't, that's just, maybe that's an old person thing now, who knows? But, um, I'm definitely, I don't consider myself to be sensitive because of the things that, and also on top of the things that Jay mentioned, it's also how we were raised. Like, I think that's a big part of this. Like, at least in my household, like my dad died when I was 12. My mom had to raise us by herself, not having planned to have raised us by herself, right? So that kind of gives you a tougher skin too. Like you see what your mom has been through. You know that, you know, you have to be like a good student and a good kid and like not get into trouble. So, you know, you're figuring your stuff out. I don't necessarily think that had that experience not happened, I would have been as strong-willed in, in certain areas too. So I think that that's why I'm not sensitive. Um and I think people get easily offended because we now live in a space where it's okay to be like the extremes and it's not cool for lack of a better term to be in the middle. Um, it's much easier to like hate people and it's much easier to be like, well, you offended me with this little thing. I do agree with what Josh said about like the microaggressions part of it, but we've just learned about what micro, like the term microaggressions and what that necessarily is in the last couple of years. Like there was tons of things that have happened throughout my life that have, can be considered microaggressions. Like, and I never knew that that was a name and that, I never knew that that was a label for it or how to respond to something like that. Right. We weren't given for, I'm going to sound super um, hippie in my terms, but it's like, we weren't given the toolbox. We weren't given the toolbox to be able to sure. confront those microaggressions and to be able to understand what was being said to us. So we might have felt offended, but it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go sit in a corner and cry for like three hours and just like not function. It was just like, you know what? They said this. Let's keep it moving. I'm going to ignore them. I'm going to prove them wrong. Sometimes people even use that kind of stuff as motivation. I know personally in my life that I have used sometimes when people offend you as, okay, exactly. So when people offend you, I'm Absolutely. like, you know what? Actually, I'm going to prove you wrong. Like, keep it keep it coming because, I mean, maybe that's toxic, but that's, I think that that's a generational thing where people, we didn't get participation trophies, so we needed to prove ourselves and we needed to continue to move, like, forward and not, like, just sit and, like, sink in those feelings. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of, like, I think I'm in the middle with this one. Hey, man, that's that's all we can say, right? That's all we can say about that, right? Yeah. But um, we covered the whole gambit on this one. Whole spectrum, yes. <laughs> but 
but I guess how, to end this, right, this is going to be a good way, especially to talk about, like, sensitivity and, and like, uh, people being offended. Like, we talk about this all the time. Like, me and Josh talk a lot about, about this off-air about woke culture. Yeah. And it, and it kind of came about, like, in some episodes. So, like, what does woke culture or woke, being woke, how does that even fit to this? So, what what, what is woke? Because I, I swear me and Josh can't think of the right answer. I just wrote something down, and uh, I'll use this in my example whenever. But Andrea, um, I mean, the floor is yours. What do you think? What's woke? Like, what is this? For me, personally, I'll be very honest. I hate the term woke uh, because I don't necessarily feel like what is considered woke is some like, I just don't think it should be considered something woke. A lot of the conversations that are had under that umbrella are things that is for the improvement of all mankind, for all of society. Um, I think that it's very easy to put a label on something and then attack it. And I think that that's what was done um, in this instance. For example, defunding the police. That's considered a woke term, a term that not even President Biden wanted to um, get behind because of the implications of what that would mean. That's like too left-leaning, that's too progressive, that's too woke. Um, and at the end of the day, what defunding police meant is to reallocate funds, right? And I'll be honest, that was something that I had to learn too. You grow up one way your entire life. You grow up respecting the authority. Now my perceptions have changed, but you grow up respecting that level of authority of what, or what you were told that that was that level of authority. So you obviously feel a kind of way. And then when you're told like, you're going to defund, like all of these people were coming in after 2020, after um, what happened with George Floyd. Um, and it was like, oh, we want to defund the police. But that term was considered too woke. But is it woke? Is it is it like too extreme? It's not really if you consider really how it is to break it down. So I think sometimes like considering things to be too woke does a disservice to things that could potentially help society as a whole. Um, I think for me, woke even though I don't like the word, um, woke defines things for the betterment of people that people don't really, that it, people don't want to talk about because it liberates a lot of um, minorities and a lot of people that have been oppressed. Um, personally, I will say that's a growing curve for me as well. I wasn't born knowing all of this information. I wasn't born thinking like that also, because being a millennial, you are very much told something and you kind of go through your whole life. And I don't know if Jay can attest to this too, but being a um, Latino in a Latino household, um, it's like you're following your parents till like a lot of the stuff that you know they agree with and they feel um and it's just they, these weren't things that you like i don't know they just weren't conversations and also a lot of like latin american countries deal with you know socialism and communism so that also it's like a complete you know i'll say like a, a complete counter right to the term woke um i i just don't like the term because it, it alienates people Right. Like how Trumper alienates people or um, I won't use any any other words, but um, I'll leave it there. But I just think it alienates people more. But then that's the problem that it doesn't allow people to come into a middle ground. Right. If if I were to come into this space and be like, oh, I'm super woke. I know about everything you like. Would you really want to talk to me? Would you really want to have a conversation? No, because you would be making assumptions that Jay was like, nah, <laughs> because you would be making assumptions about what I'm thinking, even if that's not necessarily what I believe. So I think that label automatically puts your guard up and being like, I don't really want that. Okay. Uh, I, guess, Josh, I guess I'll go. I'll save you for last on this one. All right. I don't, when I think of woke, I hate the negative connotation that woke has because I don't think 
like it, it seemed like it's something that the right wing gave to the left wing. Yeah. So when I think of every like when I truly think about woke and like how people use it, like how Fox uses it and such, um, I'm really I guess I'm gonna attack Fox on this one. So um, that's fine. So like it, it said every episode, I'm the movie guy, right? I'm the movie buff. I I I love movies, right? Like that's my thing. So like. Fox has no problem like attacking like movies and such. Like to for, for, for first, let me begin. Like when I think of woke, like woke is like so progressive, and it's like the people trying to normalize a new agenda. Like that's kind of like that's, that's the only way I, I can kind of think of it. So when you think, so like people understand, like this is not like the two thousands. This is not the nineties or eighties. Like things that were not. Um, that you know, like that weren't a thing then as now. Like for example, LGBT, right? Like the rights, like the the rapid rise of like equality that they're they're trying to fight for. Like it happened very quickly. Like, and I know this because when uh, back when I used to work at my old job, my my coworker, he's gay, very much in the gay community in Miami Beach, and he educated me a lot about like stuff like gay civil rights stuff. I thought it was interesting, like stuff you never learn in school. Yeah. But like so, stuff like he taught me like stuff that really happened here. He's from Puerto Rico. So, you know, how like how it was from being in Puerto Rico. And then like he was National Guard. So, of course, that's a thing. That's that's a thing. And then here but he was telling me about all the stuff that they were going. And now, of course, LGBT community, they're really fighting for their rights and such. And now this and, and again, this is like the new agenda. Like this is an example of like the new agenda. And. Of course, it's super progressive and such. So when you have like a company like Disney, where I, I spoke about this in a previous episode, where they, they had the Buzz Lightyear movie, and literally it was just um it was the couple they're stranded on a planet, and we find out that she's a lesbian, that she has a family, and they share like a, a, a split kiss, and that's it. Like nothing sexual about it. Like it's that she had a family, kids, and such. And it was like, oh, there's there's Disney again being woke, trying to throw that the the gay agenda to us. And it's like, no, what Disney's trying to do is trying to normalize that not everyone has your Christian views and 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 follow like first of all, not everyone you know believes in the Bible and such. It's different religions, so we're just not gonna just assume that Disney is super inclusive that. They're gonna show that it's okay. Like, yeah, you know what? Like, they didn't even make a big deal. It was such a like I missed it. Mm-hmm. That's how fast it was. Like, I remember watching, and I knew like the backlash that everyone's talking about the whole kiss situation. And I finished the movie, and I was like, "Yo, when did they kiss? Or when was that? W- when was this? Like, when was this gay scene?" And uh, and then I, I was like, "Oh, like I don't know." Then I I again like fast forward or like rewind it, and I'm like, "Oh, like." If if I didn't know the dilemma behind that movie, I would have never known that. So you have that, and then you have like the rise of so Spider Man's becoming huge now. Where um, actually the new Spider Man Across the Spider Verse is coming out in a few weeks, and that one's about Miles Morales, which is a black and Puerto Rican Spider Man. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us are just excited because one, like yes, we got the whole Peter Parker thing. We we we've gotten that in us since 2000s and it's like now we have a different spider-man yeah. and and while it sucks that it's animated not a not a yeah i didn't like the commercials for it. like not not live action but it's still it's like we're finally getting like 
we're finally getting that. Mm-hmm. Like we're finally getting a finally getting a black Spider Man, black and Hispanic Spider Man, and we're, yeah. and, we're in, and it's being exposed everywhere. And of course, it's like, well, why that? Well, how come? You know, why couldn't it just be regular uh, Peter Parker, right? Or or even better, when the Miles Morales game came out in um, 2020, it was really cool because in it. Um, his mom is Puerto Rican, so every now and then they, she'll speak Spanish to him. So it was cool. So they're speaking English and they're translating to Spanish. And so you're, you're getting that side of it. And then his dad's black, but his dad died. So he's trying to also embrace his black culture. And then when you're swinging through um, New York, there's a Black Lives Matter uh, graffiti. And it's like, and it's like you can take a picture of it. And that's like an achievement in the game. It's like, oh, there you go. There's Sony being uh, being woke because you gotta put Black Lives Matter. It's like, no, no, no. Or the last example you have like Michael B. Jordan playing Human Torch, and of course, like, and like I don't know, like, so like, like 2014, 2015, Fantastic, uh, Fantastic Four movie, and it was like, look at that, you know. Um, of course, Marvel's trying to force in more of this and it's like well you know it's a fictional character like it like half the time he's on fire you don't really know that he's black or he's white or anything like that but it's because you're kind of changing their agenda this is something they're not used to so it's like it's woke so it's negative it's like no what everyone's trying to do is normalize that this is the new new society where there's the rise of of minorities fighting for their rights you have the rise of lgbtq community fighting for their rights you have all these things that weren't okay back then. And it's like, like I think Josh said previously, like we're done with this microaggression. We're done. We're, we, we're, we're more self-aware now. Yeah. And it's like, no. So we just want to be seeing like, why do I got to see a movie? How many movies I got to see of freaking white people where I just want one Hispanic person to show yeah. up. And it's like, no, no, it's, 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 it's a, you throw a fit because of it. Like, it's going to be really cool when DC drops the Blue Beetle movie because it's Hispanic. It's, and it, if you watch the commercial, like, the every article is like, look how Hispanic it is. Like, like it's very Latin. It's like, that's cool because that's it. it that's what it is. Like, yeah. they're just showing you, like, the U.S. is so diverse. And why, why is it that when we ask for diversity, it's woke, it's negative? It's like, no, we're just, it's very normal. Yeah. And and being Caucasian is the majority. It's it, it's slowly not becoming the majority anymore. Sorry to say, right? I mean, nobody's sorry to say that. I think that's great. That's what studies show. Study 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 data is showing that like what in like 20, 30 years, like Caucasians won't be the majority anymore. I think it's gonna be Hispanics. So it's like, well, Hispanics and African Americans are rising in the in the population. So I just want my daughter, I want my little cousins, nieces, and nephews and such to see that hey, they're being represented. Why? Like, why, why is it bad? Why? Why you gotta downplay me to make because you're afraid of your own agenda? Yeah, it's the discomfort. It's it's the area where there's discomfort for white people that everything then is. Considered it's like no, it's like we're not taking away from you. We're just uplifting us. Yeah, we can, and we can, we can coexist. Ah, there you go. <laughs> you only spike. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kiwi baby. Yeah. There you go. Um, no, I think that you can coexist, and people always feel threatened to that. And then anything that threatens that comfortability, it's like, okay, it's super, toss it out. Flow is yours, Joshua. I'm curious about what Josh so, is going to say. I um I actually agree with everything the both of you said. Hey. However, however. Hey. 
No. What I will say no, is that I think, <laughs> no, I, I, I truly do. I think that woke was the precursor for all of those and not necessarily the term that defines it, if that makes sense. Okay. So the way I see woke, and, and this is Black man in America perspective, right? Historically, the term woke has been just keep your head on a swivel for anything social and environmental that will lead to your downfall. And so for me, the way I internalize that is if I am driving on the highway and I get pulled over by police, that could very well be my last driving experience. And it's just as simple as that for me. Um, I think in the past, it it was probably a lot worse, especially like in the South Bible Belt areas where stay woke was you have to be careful about being in this area, period. Because if, if, I mean, if you're in there and you get caught up in something that whether you did or didn't do anything that rubbed people the wrong way, and we're, we're in this topic right now, that that could be your last decision. Yeah. And I think as a result, you have advocacy, right? Where regardless of the marginalized group that you may be a part of or you may identify within, I think stay woke was kind of that impetus to move those things forward and fight for DEI and, and things of that and things of that nature and, and make sure that people did not have to be woke anymore. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I don't think that in and of itself it's DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, if if you're not aware, and I'm just speaking from the audience. Or, and I don't think it's very politicized either. I don't think it's a political term. It was a result of people being lynched in the past and people being lynched now. Yeah, I think when I think about it, like now that I think about it, because I'm watching Snowfall now, when I think of, and in Snowfall, they talk about a lot, of, a lot of Black Panthers. When I think of Stay Woke, I think what the Black Panthers are saying, right? Stay Woke on what the government's doing to us, right? Like what, 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 what the C, like in the show, like the CIA is bringing in cocaine and it's turned into crack cocaine. So they're killing like the minority, the Mexican and the black communities in California. It's like, you see, stay woke, man. You're, you're, the government's killing us and you you guys don't realize it because, you know, you're just blinded or you're just hoping the government's for you and such. Exactly. Like I, I think of it as being merely aware of where society is, where you fit in that and whether or not it is for you or against you. And yeah. most, for the most part, when people say stay woke, it's definitely against you. And that's, that's where I've seen it. And that's really where the line kind of drew for me. It's weaponized. Uh, yeah. Now it's a bastardized term. And that's where I was kind of going to like, right. It, if somebody has no rational, once again, cannot debate the opposing side, it is very quick for you to just say, oh, that's just woke stuff. And then just dismiss it altogether, like like all of us have said, right? It's it's a very easy way to bow out and buck out of a discussion that you're uncomfortable having, simply put. And so I, as, as soon as I hear the term woke culture or the term, oh, that's just woke stuff again, I immediately know that they're just not willing to have that discussion and it's null and void in their opinion, point blank, yeah. period. And it's coming from a place of ignorance because they just cannot fathom a legitimate argument against it because there is none. Usually. And, and as them being PC, right? Oh, you're just woke. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, but I think that what, what Josh said about it coming from a place of ignorance, I've always said that, you know, sometimes when people don't want to have conversations, it is coming from a place of ignorance. And it's even more so coming from a place of ignorance because they're too scared to even ask the questions, which I think is even worse than like just dismissing it all together. Like, you don't even want to know what my perspective is. Like, you don't even want to try to have a conversation about this. And that's like, you know, detrimental for the whole for society as a whole. Oh yeah, exactly. That's like like going to my example. It's like, well, it's woke. Or, like it's woke because of the movie situation. Okay, but so why does it bother you? Oh, it's woke. Well, well, why does it bother you? You still have your movies. Yeah. Your your movies live on, and you you're gonna watch it. <laughs> I mean that too. But like like you you have plenty. Yeah, yeah, plenty of movies that represented you previously, and you're probably gonna get plenty to represent you after. I just want one. I just want one. Yeah. And have have either of you seen the? viral soundbite of um I, I forget which show it is or what podcast or wh whatever it was but someone very very sharply attempted to use the woke argument to prove their point and then the um either the news anchor or the interviewer actually literally asked them could you define woke i just want to make sure that we're on the same page and she could not answer it oh she had nothing and she literally said, ah, this is going to go viral. And it did, of course. I mean, you can't, <laughs> because you, you have to know what you're talking about. have no idea what woke means. And that's the problem, right? No, you, you just use it for your argument. For exactly. like, it, 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 like, you use it for your agenda. Yeah. Essentially exactly. what it is. To dismiss to, to, it. To, to, to dismiss it or limit change. There you oh. go. That part. To limit change. There you go. That's, that's the nail on the head right there. Boom. And I, I think to kind of make it, or spin it full circle, right? I, I really think that lived experience plays a role in that, right? Because if it's not your lived experience, a lot of people would just say it's woke. If you didn't see it, if you don't believe it, if you never lived it, then it's just woke. Yeah. Yeah. I just think there is there are plenty of things that go past your lived experience. And that's why it's important to ask questions, whether you agree with something, disagree with it, I, I mean, I'm not going to say that I had all of my ducks in a row when it came to the the gender discussion. I still don't. I ask questions. Yeah. But you know I still what? disagree with a lot of it. It's not I even ask questions. It's not even ask questions. But it's not even ask questions, man. Just just listen. Like, that's that's really the key thing. Just listen to me, man. I'm telling you, like, how I feel about certain things, but you're not listening. Yeah. So. Well, I think that's yeah. really fair. I do have a final question for y'all. Go ahead. Oh, oh, bonus man. time. <laughs> um, so after this conversation about political correctness and everything that we've talked about today, do you feel that like after this, you're going to go into the world and be a little bit less political correct, stay the same or be even more politically correct in mm. different settings? That's a really good question. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, it, it kind of just always said to me stems down to like kind of know your audience like like for me to be mindful like okay. like i don't want to be you know pc but then if i know like if i'm talking to someone who's uber sensitive so if i know i can't say certain things that's gonna you know trigger them then i guess it's, it's my obligation to kind of be pc a bit or try to like you know if i if i could find a way to say something and get my point across without triggering you in any way then i would try so but i think i, I would kind of stay the same 
even after after this conversation, even though we had this conversation, I, I'm just I would do my part to be a little bit more mindful. Okay. What about you, Josh? Okay. So I would actually view this a different way and say I would and 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 I mean by what I mean by that is if we go back to one of the original points about are we too sensitive or are we too offended? Mm-hmm. I would actually probably be more outspoken about my own offense as a result of this discussion. So let's because go is it? I don't know. It is. I don't know if I would be more politically correct. I don't no, know. I don't know less, if that's you, no, 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 you're less because yeah, you're, you're, oh, you're, you're, you're saying how it is. You're saying how it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I would be more, I would be more cognizant of, a, a situation that comes in front of me and be much more willing to say my offense and why and do so in a way that is not necessarily PC back but is based on some actual substance if that makes sense yeah and I think you can do that in maybe the original PC definition that is not harmful in return mm-hmm. but I, I do think that conversation needs to be had And I think that's the fundamental part of this podcast, right, is having these conversations that are uncomfortable and being able to do so in a manner that's civil. Um, I will say that there is still some code switching that will always exist in my world. It has to. Um, To Jay's point, you know your audience. You know, just say whatever, whenever. (laughs) There's common sense still. but um, I, I definitely think as a result of this conversation and even I would say as a result of this podcast, I am mm-hmm. more willing to speak, not necessarily my truth or whatever, um, but speak on things based on facts, based on less, I would say less from my feelings and lived experiences and more from a more objective standpoint. So it's not, so it's not like going to be a little bit more like me, just say how it is. <laughs> I love it. Jay teaches me a lot. I, I promise. Jay's gotten me out of some sticky situations because he'll just say it, and I'll be I'm like, sure. "Thank you." I'm, I tried. I'm I sure tried he does. Because I, I don't care. Because <laughs> like I don't care. Because like like sometimes like again like if, if if you try to PC route and it didn't work, then I'm gonna just say how it is. Like yeah. obviously it didn't work, so it's like, well, no, we'll, we'll go, go the other way. There you go. Right, yeah. So. And then you know, I've I've lived through en- enough to say to to know like, man, I'm just gonna say how it is because I'm tired of this. I, I've I've lived through too much already too. To, I, I will to say though, I will say though to combat it, um, I come from a world where if it was a he said she said discussion, I would mm-hmm. lose, and so that's kind of my that's fair. Well, there you go. That's my lived no, experience, right? right? I I did that as a kid. I got no, burned for that bad like yeah. to the point where by all i mean i was not a bad kid growing up but yet i almost got expelled oh, for gosh. i got an altercation with a a kid a teacher's kid got an altercation mm-hmm. with a teacher's kid yeah, well, so well you know how to I'm pick them that 10 out of 10 <laughs> i mean I, once again the only black kid in this grade this class this, yeah. this space right yeah. i didn't pick them they picked me <laughs> so i got picked I yeah. defended myself. I lose, lose regardless. And yeah. so I learned my lesson very young that sometimes you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. 
That's fair. And I was just, I took that to bank. That's very fair. Yeah. I'm glad I asked. <laughs> well, what about you? I mean, honestly, I'm just glad to be able to have these, these conversations. Cause I, the code switching thing, you definitely like that hit something in me. Cause I've, as much as I try to stay away from that, because it's, I, I mean, I hope nobody from work watches this, but um, I've been called in several of my my previous roles a white people whisperer when I do code switch. I know. Um, and that was something that I didn't even know existed. So I've always tried to move away from that because I feel like that's not being authentically myself. So when we talked, when we had this whole conversation, that was something in the back of my mind. Like, I think being PC in certain circumstances, like, for example, being with your family, sometimes I'll be like PC and not try to start something that, because, you know, you love them and you want them around for the rest of your life and all of that fun stuff. Uh, political talk. <laughs> yeah um and then but in put in like a professional setting i'm much less pc because i feel like that has a lot to do with like the work that i want to do and like the work that i am doing so i mean i need to be as like um as much as a trusted voice as i can be right um so i think it's i think it's been an eye-opening experience i think i'll um stay the same for the most part but i just think it's been interesting to to talk to both of y'all of how you know that it's played a role with with how you all live your your lives and in in your previous experience professional and and personal but yeah i, I think i'll i'll stay the same okay cool cool um you know to our our listeners our our viewers uh i truly hope that you know whatever you take away from this discussion and conversation that it's productive for you um, regardless of where you kind of lie on this discussion, debate, what have you, um, if you have a, a take or, or a comment or something that you would like to speak on about this, you know, follow us on our Instagram, um, comment on our future posts at genuine underscore content content spelled with a K. Come on, Josh, point down. Right under you. Well, you, you. It's right behind you. It's right under you. <laughs> You've got the down. I've got the diagonal a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, you know, we would love to hear all opinions, regardless of your walk of life, uh, regardless of where you you lie on on left, right, in between. It doesn't really matter. Yes. Um, this is really all about you know driving society forward with conversations that matter, and that's why we. We talked about this. We really felt like this was something that, you know, was a big topic and, and something that we really wanted to address um, as a barrier to conversation. Period. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Andrea, thank you for lending your expertise. Oh, thank you all. This was fun. We really appreciate you taking the time. And this is this has been one of our long episode, our longest one. <laughs> this is the longest one. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to beat the record since y'all told me how long the other one was. I was like, I want to be long. I, I had a feeling we were going to shatter this one. <laughs> it is that's what it was. At first, I'm like, oh, we're not going to. And then I was like, oh, dang, we're at 50 minutes. And we haven't even hit two topics. I told you I talk a lot. I gave you the wording. <laughs> hey, uh, words that needed to be said. And, and hopefully heard by all of our future listeners and, and, and current listeners as well. Um, but thank you all for listening in advance. Jay, any final thoughts? 
Nah, man, I very much enjoy this convo. I feel like overall, this conversation, this episode is kind of the theme of genuine content as a whole. So kind of sucks that it took like eight, nine, ten episodes, depending on which episode we number this. But it took a while for us to finally get to this conversation, but I'm glad that we did. I, I appreciate Andre for taking the time as a new mastered grad. Again, congrats. Yeah, I was about to say that too. Congrats. Like, can we, can we have a second to, uh, Andrea, if, if you don't mind, kind of, you know, talk about that a little bit. Like, here's your five. Oh, man. Five, Y'all six, are... eight, like, shout it out. Be um, uplift here. I appreciate that. I actually just graduated this past weekend with my master's from the University of Oklahoma in global affairs with a focus on international security because my end goal is to be a diplomat. So, yeah, first step. Uh, into that world so thank y'all for for shouting that out in the congrats i appreciate it absolutely yeah but overall overall it was a good episode man but yeah josh man this this, this is a good episode overall and you know i can't you know i feel like every episode we get better especially whether whether it's whether it's the chemistry whether it's the questions that we're asking obviously the, the quality that we're doing so i'm just happy that is getting better and better and we're slowly hitting that lucky number 10. Yeah, the road to 10. I, I think if you actually uh count the quick takes, I think we might be there. But, we'll uh, technically be there. Yeah. Well, starting uh when, when's the next episode? The next episode will release on the 24th. So Wait. by the 24th, we'll have 10 somewhat. Yeah. That's exciting. That's exciting. Yes, and it's it's, I mean, Andreas, because of people like yourself and everybody who's listened to us to this point, um, stay tuned for more. You know, we're going to keep it coming. We're going to keep getting better. Um, we're driven by this and, and we think there's something good from it. So um, this is genuine content, genuine conversation, genuine vibes. Thank you all again for tuning in. Peace out. Peace.